Friday night hoops. Episode number three of Friday Night Hoops. You have myself, Matt, and Nathan on the line as well. Uh, Hello. You all good? Yeah, great. It's been a while, and we've we've needed to catch up on a lot of things. So we're gonna we've got some big things to cover at the moment. But we should we should start off by saying we're starting with a new chapter because last time we did this podcast, you had a you were in one decade, and now you're in the other decade. Yeah, that's true. I have, what is it, fourth decade now? Yeah, I'm feeling. For the, I'm, so I'm feeling pretty good. Aikman just turned thirty. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. I'm past my, I'm past my athletic peak, but it's all good. Yeah, you're definitely in your Joe Johnson part of your career. It's fine though. Joe Johnson's making a comeback. It, it, well, yeah, that's mad. We need to cover that as well today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we've got a lot to cover today, actually. We're going to cover FIBA, but we've also got uh, a few little bits to, to throw forward to as well. Um, basically, between now and the start of the NBA season, we're going to break down the 10 players, uh, the top 10 players in each position. Um, so top 10 point guards, top 10 shooting guards, and so on, and uh, debate it out, which would be really, really good. Uh, but first and foremost, we've got to cover FIBA, right? The FIBA yep. World Cup, which is now in day number. Ooh. So I think we've just wrapped up day number four, five, five. Yeah, so we're about to head into the final day. So tomorrow, um, be the final day of the first group stage because there's two group stages. That's it. Yeah. There's been some uh, some interesting games so far. Yeah, there have been some interesting games and some brutal games. Yeah, um, so you know, there are some, like the Serbia-Angola game, for example, was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, don't know if you caught that one. But uh, Serbia with a ridiculously good team, uh, obviously a lot of NBA players that you will know. Uh, yeah, walloped Angola, 105-59. to 59. That's, that's one of the worst scores I've seen. Um, yeah, I mean, Serbia, like... That's kind of been Serbia's whole group stage. Like they then went and beat the Philippines 126, 67, and yeah. in that game, they shot 75 percent from the field. Yeah, but there's some. I mean, if you look at the Serbian team, there's some players in that team that are they're obviously the big stars. But you know, players like Bogdan Bogdanovic, for example, he's trying to get that. You know, I I, I kind of feel that he's using this as a well. He may not be, but if I was his agent, I'd be using this as a like a really good sort of pitching uh, point. Because I think he's coming off his rookie deal next season. So he's looking to get that money. I yeah, think. I think so. Like, he's been showing out, like, and even slightly showing up some of his, like, other teammates a little bit. So, I mean, there's been some good performances and strong performances. And it would be interesting to see, obviously, how this group matches up against slightly better opposition. Um, but... Um, yeah, they've been outstanding. Like they play Italy tomorrow, so I think then we might have. Um, oh no, sorry, they played Italy today. My bad. Um, and the game is a little bit tighter, but they look really, really strong. And yeah, I agree with you. I think 
taking that opportunity. He put up 31 points today against Italy. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, you've done a lot of prep on this, and I, and I appreciate that, because FIBA is is exciting, but it is moving pretty fast, and this is probably the first first time I've actually caught up on FIBA properly as an NBA fan, a relatively new NBA fan. Um, what are some of the big headlines as we go into the final group stages then tomorrow? So tomorrow we've got um, some really interesting matchups um, as a result of some unexpected results earlier on um, in the group stage. So, for instance, tomorrow we've got Greece and New Zealand heading up against each other um, mm. to decide who joins Brazil in the next round. Who like Brazil managed to beat like Brazil managed to beat Greece yesterday. Yeah. And well, they beat New Zealand. Who I mean, there were some names in that in that Brazil game that kind of, you know, Anson Verjao, for example. I was like, what? Yeah, like, what year is this? <laughs> that's it. Like, if this was like eight years ago, like, fair enough. But they, their team seems to be predominantly made up of guys in their like mid to late thirties, and then Cristiano Felicio, um, who has so, been ranked as one of the worst players in the NBA. Yeah. Like six or eight center with bricks for hands. Um, but, and they beat Greece, who, I mean, Greece have a strong, strong team. Like they've got the current reigning NBA MVP. Yeah. And yeah, also like, oh, and I think also the current reigning EuroLeague MVP in Nick Kalathas. And just a bunch of like six, eight guys who can hit threes. Yeah. So, like I don't. I mean, I don't really understand what's happened here. Um, but, yeah, and then we also have um, to decide who joins um, the US team in the next round. You've got Turkey um, playing the Czech Republic, who I think Turkey will make that one. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been an interesting tournament so far. It's been a little bit difficult to follow, as you said, um, in part just because of the time zone stuff. Um, Crazy. And it's a crazy amount of games in a short period of time as well. Yeah, and it's... And because the games have all been tipping off at either kind of 7.30 in the morning or the latest ones have been tipping off at like 1.30 in the afternoon here, they don't work that well around a UK working day. Um, so I've been trying to catch up as much as I can, um, watch stuff later on in the day. And I mean, it's slightly not helped by the um, TV coverage situation, which is non-existent. Pretty poor. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, pretty poor. Um, so, has there been anything that's kind of stood out to you, Matt, so far? I'll be honest. There, what I've been surprised at, if we're going to talk about the obviously the, you know the elephant in the room being Team USA, mm. you know, being the fact that this is a, this is Team USA's championship to dominate. The USA still have the most NBA talent out of any country. Um, arguably, have the well, not arguably, they do have the most investment in the sport out of any country. They have the you know the the biggest league in the world here. They attract all the talent. It's you know it's a first sport for a lot of these players playing. I say all that to say, uh, I'm surprised in how close some of these games have been. If you look at the USA Turkey game, for example, you know it it shouldn't be that close. Simply put, like you know, even with the players that the USA had on the floor at some points who were good players, you know your Joe Harris's of this world, Jalen Browns, these are not players that should still be struggling. They, these players are still, 
significantly better, in my opinion, than some of the well, the majority of the players on the Turkey team, Jenny Oldman aside. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, yeah, I've been a bit disappointed with the USA team. I get it, Pop's figuring it, figuring it out, and I'm not impressed so far with the USA team. Yeah, and Even I'm not sure who those... from that Turkish. Sorry, I'm not sure who from that Turkish team would actually make it into that USA team. Like, would any of Ilyasova, like Chedi Osman, Furkan Korkmaz, like they're not making that USA team? No, no, none of them. Absolutely none of them. Absolutely none of them. I don't. Yeah, not at all. Mm. Um, so yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't impressed with that at all. I, I. I really am a bit surprised with what the USA have been doing. I also, you know, the Jason Tatum thing. I don't know if you want to cover that at all. No, can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. Do you know what happened with that, by the way? Sorry, I'm no, sorry. No, I don't. So I'm just gonna put up the info on it now. Um, in the game, I think it was yesterday. Um. Yeah, yesterday, uh, Jason was obviously uh, going on a fast break against Turkey. And we should stress that it wasn't uh, a big win. Um, uh, and he was going up for a, for a layup uh, towards the end of the game. And it's saying that he, um, well, he injured himself, obviously. Uh, but the actual injury is down as um, an ankle injury at the moment, sprained ankle. He's down to miss the next two games at a minimum. But, you know, he was kind of like a six-man role. Uh, it was weird. He was kind of coming in and out of the offence. It didn't really feel like he had... He didn't have a starting spot, because I think it was... Pop obviously was kind of going with... Um, uh, yeah, he just preferred to bring Tatum off the bench, basically. So that was one thing. And I was just a bit... Eh. I don't know. Like, I think he provided a lot of scoring. And the, the, like the USA were blowing out teams by 20, 30 points. So they could use his 15, 16 points off the bench. And, um, yeah, I think there's some, yeah, I wouldn't, long story short, I wouldn't be surprised if the USA don't win it this year. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I think my money would be if I could bet on either the USA winning it or not winning it. Um, I think my money would probably be on them not, um, just, and, but just quickly going back to the Jason Tatum injury, do you think mm-hmm. that's a factor when we look at all of the guys that pulled out of this US team? Do you think that the risk of kind of picking up injuries and um, do you think that factors into why a lot of them decided not to play? Um, yes and no. So, so for example, like if we look at what could have been, you know, the players that didn't, you know, that turned turned things away. So you, the Aaron Fox, for example, I think he he left because he didn't want to get cut, and okay. he, you know he, you know. He, I think if you're under 25, I don't think you have anything to really worry about. You're fit, you're healthy, you can run all day. I don't think it's a case where you're, you know, you're worried about being out of shape or mm. burning the candle at both ends to start the season. I think, you know, if it was a case where you had your Carl Lowry's and your Mike Connolly's playing, then yeah, I think that would be a concern. I think what the oldest player on the team at the moment is Kemba. I think it's Kemba. That's likely, yeah. Um, oh, Brooke Lopez, possibly. Are they around the same age? I think they're probably around the same age. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Let's have a look. Uh, yeah, I, I, so I, you know, I am. Um, yeah, I, I. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a shame. It's a shame, but it's exciting because it'd be nice to see. Oh, Harrison Barnes. No, yeah, no. Brooks the oldest player. Brook is the oldest player by a year. Um, 
I just wondered whether, I mean, obviously Paul George suffered that horrific injury. Mm. What is it, four years ago, five years ago now? Um, during right. a Team USA camp, and I just wonder where, like, yeah, I was just wondering whether that might linger in people's minds that it's like, especially if you're coming into like a contract year, it's like, well, if I pick up an injury here, am I going to miss? Like, but yeah, um, I think USA haven't been as significantly impacted by players pulling out as Canada have. No, no, um, no. So, Matt, no. with that being your probably the team you'd root for here, how are you feeling about that? Uh, not great. Not great. Um, yeah, I, I to be honest, when everyone started dropping out, I'll be honest, I was pretty weak. I, I, I fully just kind of switched off. I was like, you know, I was just not. I was a bit disappointed. I, I, I'll be honest. I think it's not like um, it's not like they had anything to lose. This could have been the year. If you look at all the Canadian players that could have played, yeah, they could have had a shot. You know. Um, you know, if you look at the Tristan Thompsons, you look at your Jamal Murray's um, as the kind of the two players, probably with the most experience. You've got your Kelly Olynyx, um, and then you've got your younger players like your RJ Barrett's, Andrew Wiggins. It would have been a great team, I think. It would have been exciting. Uh, and instead, who have you got at the moment? You know, it's not it's not exactly setting the world on fire. You've got uh, Ken Birch and Corey Joseph brilliant. from the NBA, and that's it. That's, that's it. Uh, you got Nick Stauskis? No, he pulled out. Yeah. Yeah, so Corey Joseph. Yeah, that's it. Kevin Birch. I mean, great. Fantastic. You know, it, it, it's not great. Um, Especially when you've got some players that are eligible for Canada that have a little bit of like something to prove. And that, I mean, I'm just thinking of Andrew Wiggins and that, like, if he'd rocked up to, like, the FIBA World Cup, I know that not, like, the world's not completely paying attention but it's like actually if he'd shown out there and like led that Canada team to like some good results against like some Australians like Lithuania maybe would have put like the league on notice a little bit that hey I'm out here and I can be that leader that Jimmy Butler and others have accused me yeah. not being able to be no no, um, no I hear what you're saying man I yeah what what are your what are your predictions then moving forward because it is a it is an interesting it's an interesting competition i think i think you know if we're being honest it's if we're looking at the two best players on the two strongest teams well strongest mm. team maybe a bit loose but we've got Giannis and Jokic right yeah that those are the two team those are the two players forget the teams those are the two players i want to see face off against each other yeah i me too. <laughs> um, I I'm not sure we'll get to see that, unfortunately, just because of like how the groups have drawn out. Um, but uh, yeah, like I mean, I think the quality of basketball we've seen so far, in terms of like the competition of it, um, mm. hasn't been as good. Just because there isn't like the rea- the reality is there isn't the depth worldwide quality basketball that we'd hope there would be like you go and look at like the FIFA World Cup and obviously you get some teams that are going to go out there and get banged but Mm. the vast majority will probably give you a good game whereas here half of the teams here slightly less than half of the teams just never really have any hope at all of no I know I hear what you're saying should we um should we just go through what teams are through to the next round already it's just so people 
So we're recording this on Wednesday evening, the 4th of September. Um, so you'll be listening to it hopefully on Thursday morning uh, or Thursday the 5th, um, if all goes well. So, sorry, Nate, do you want to rattle through the teams? Yeah, sure. So um, out of Group A, you had Poland and Venezuela um, got through there, like Poland topping that group. Um, mm-hmm. Slightly surprisingly that China went out. Um, them being the host country, I expect they will have at least been hoping to have got out of that first round, um, even if they weren't going to make it much further than that. And so wonder if there'll be some disappointment, especially because that team's been playing a lot together. Like what we've seen during um, like the summer is seeing that Chinese, that China team play um, some friendly games against NBA squads mm. um, in order to prepare themselves for, I guess, what they hoped was showing off on the home stage. Um, so they're out. Um, then out of Group B... We've got Argentina and Russia who have gone through, um, which, I mean, maybe they're just about the better two teams in that group. But I kind of hope that Nigeria might have gone a bit further. I've got a bit of a soft spot for Josh Koji. Um, and Good oh. Sorry, that's a pop-up. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that wasn't Josh Koji's like, um, agent Excuse sending me an email saying the payment has been transferred. That was a pop-up <laughs> from a FIBA page. My mistake. I maybe thought that Nigeria would make it through, but that is not the case. Um, then out of Group C, um, unsurprisingly, Spain made it. Like Spain have a very, very strong team. Experienced uh, team, absolutely. Really experienced team um, that have like performed well at previous international competitions um, with the likes of Rubio and Gasol in there. Um, but they were joined um, coming out of that group by Puerto Rico, um, who right. they, I mean, the only like no, the only recognisable player they've really got um, in their team is Pinheiro, who went undrafted this summer um, and joined the Kings. Like JJ Barea was supposed to play, but he missed out due to injury. And there are a couple of players who are eligible for Puerto Rico, but. Um, would probably lean towards playing for the US, like Devin Booker. So, but they made it through, which is great for them. Um, then out of Group D, mm-hmm. Serbia. Obviously, we've already spoken about them and how comfortable both of their games, so um, or all of their games were basically. Um, unsurprisingly, they look ridiculous. Um, and they were joined by Italy, who again um, played very well. They've got some good talent there. Um, Gallinari's been playing really well. Um, so I'd expect the group that made, that is made up by Italy, Serbia, Puerto Rico and Spain to be a pretty tight and interesting one. Yeah. Um, the USA went through. like There's never any doubt there. Um, and either, the, either Turkey or Czech Republic will join them. And Brazil will be joined by either Greece or New Zealand. We've spoken about how Slightly surprised by Brazil's performance. Um, and then the um, other four to have made it through. So France um, and the Dominican Republic made it out of their group. Not so surprised by France at all, but Dominican Republic made it through ahead of Germany. Uh, you know what's funny about, with that with that team, though? If you look at the team you've got there, if you look at the Dominican Republic, I get it, not all of the players that you would expect would be playing, but they've got some decent players. Yeah. They have some decent players that you're, you know, trying to think of the NBA players in there. Vargas is an NBA player, I believe. 
No, maybe not. I'm surprised. They I'm have. Not. They don't have any um, current NBA players. No, no, they don't. You're right. Sorry, I'm thinking. I mean, I'm thinking. I guess in terms of potential players, they could have. Oh had. yeah. They could have had Carl Anthony Towns. They could have had Al Horford. Those yeah. are the two I was going for. In fact, that was yeah. Which I mean, kind of. If you have the. I mean, if you have those two guys turn up, that transforms everything. Yeah. Um, Sorry, you're right. No, I'm surprised. If you look at the Germany team, uh, yeah. in comparison, in terms of NBA that. players, they kind of had the pick of the bunch. Daniel Tice, Dennis Schroeder, um, Paul Zipser. I don't know if he's yeah. still in the NBA. Is he still in the NBA? He um, might be in the NBA. No, he's just joined. I think he's just joined Cisco Moscow. Um, but he had a good few years of NBA experience. Yeah. Yeah, like they, on paper, you would have put, German team through, um, but clearly Dominican Republic have done very, very well and got themselves through, which is fantastic for them. I mean, yeah, good on them. Um, yeah, they yeah. lost um, the last two to go through for so from the final group um, is Lithuania and Australia. So they were in the same group as Not Canada and Senegal. Um, Lithuania looked really brilliant. Um, they seem to play very well as a team yeah. um, and have got a handful of good players but especially like Jonas Valanciunas and um, DeMontis Sabonis um, playing there and then Australia so Australia don't have Ben Simmons playing which um, I was a little bit surprised by um, I would have thought that he would have taken that opportunity but yeah. um, Australia, still... Australia were a good team That that first game against the USA yeah, was a definite like whoa, wake up call. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you look at the Australian team, I, I don't know if there's a is there a team with more NBA players on it at the moment. Other than I don't think there is outside of um, Team USA, obviously. Like, yeah, yeah, outside, um, outside but, of Team. USA. No, I don't. Yeah, I think you might be correct there. And in terms of, I, it depends how you want to class it, but you know. Well, some of them aren't starters technically, but these are play. These aren't scrubs. These aren't you kind of with all due respect to you know your Anderson Verajals or even you know Cristiano Felicios. Paddy Mills, solid NBA player. Joe Ingles, starter. Matthew Della Dover, solid NBA player. Once probably was a starter. Aaron Baines, fringe starter, would start for a lot of teams. Um, Andrew oh, Bogut, yeah. obviously ex first uh, number one pick actually, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's. You know, you've got some other players. Golding is a good player. He played well. Um, yeah, they're a good team. They're a really yeah. good team. Um, I think that group could be really interesting that they're going into. Mm. So, I mean, that group kind of made up of Australia, Lithuania, France, and then the Dominican Republic, who are probably going to have a very hard time getting out of that group. Um, so that's kind of where we stand at the moment. Yeah. Um, Who's your but... team to watch in the next round? Who's your sleeper team? Um, I'm interested to see quite how far um, Argentina can get because Argentina uh, don't really have anyone that we recognise. Well, they play. Well, Scola. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Scola is still going. Uh, <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Luis Scola is old. He's 39 years old. Wow. Currently plays for the Shanghai Sharks. Uh, he's a 6'8", kind of 3 or 4, um, but probably more now 4, um, and played 
probably 10 years in the NBA. 10 years, maybe? That sounds about right. Yeah, I played. It was in the LA. It was in the LA team. Played for Houston for a bit, I think. Um, sorry, I'm just digging this out more for my own benefit rather than actual need. Yeah, so he played in the NBA for ten seasons exactly. Uh, most of the time was spent. Uh, well, yeah, I mean the powers of uh, the internet. Uh, bounced around a bit between the Rockets and the Suns, but played five years at the Rockets. Yeah, solid player. Mm. Solid player. But they've got three guys that play together at um, Real. Um... So they've got Compazzo, Deck, um, and I'm going to butcher this name, but La Provitola. That was um, bad. So, <laughs> yeah, get at me, Argentinians, if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I would yeah, love yeah. to hear the correct, correct pronunciation. Um, so they have a, a pretty decent looking team, but more importantly, the route to the quarterfinals is pretty smooth looking. Um like the group for the next round is themselves, Poland, Venezuela, and Russia. When you compare that to the strength of some of the other groups, they've got a nice time of it there. Um, and also that may then lead to them qualifying for um, the Olympics. So if you don't know, the top seven teams at this tournament um, will qualify, get an automatic um, Olympic berth. Um, something else is that you, so from one to 32, like every team will be like categorized. So you basically right. play each other. So all like the guys that have been knocked out now will all play each other to decide where they end up finishing. Um, which is interesting. Mm. Okay. No, that's fair. Um, I am going to give you my sleeper team. Yeah. And I'm a bit, I'm on the fence with this one. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's, I don't know if this was qualified as a sleeper. So I've got a good feeling about Italy. Okay. Main reason Gallo been an absolute beast uh, yeah. at the moment, averaging sixteen point three points a game. But I just I'm looking down the roster and I'm thinking, apart from Gallo and Bellinelli, mm. uh, there aren't really many names that kind of jump out. Especially um, not to those of us that follow like. I mean, NBA. myself and you, like, we both primarily follow the NBA, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but, you know, minus that, I think they've... I think they're decent. I think they they stand a good chance. I think... Yeah. I, they, I think they... Well, when I say they stand a good chance, I think they can upset some players, uh, upset some teams. They're, yeah. they're, they're They're good at shooting, Um, they're efficient, and they seem to be well-coached, so... We'll I see. think the... I think their group... Um, the second group stage games could be really interesting. Um, I think that is a group to watch. Um, so yeah, if you can get um, get yourselves a feed or sign subscribe to LiveBasketball.tv, they're mm-hmm. definitely not sponsoring us. But um, then I managed to watch all the highlights of like the games between Serbia, Spain, and Italy, and Puerto Rico too. Let's not forget them. I think it could be really, really fun. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, is there anything else you want to cover in terms of FIBA? Um, I there was a couple, like just a couple of thoughts in that we already talked about how a lot of the US like players dropped out. Like, I mean, players like Anthony Davis and stuff like that that could have played um, decided against it um, for whatever reason, and not particularly criticizing them, but like 
why is it that um, if you look around like the rest of the world, actually, they managed to convince the stars to turn up, um, whereas kind of Canada and um, mostly the countries around the Americas actually like didn't manage to get their players to turn up. Um, and I just wondered why that might be. Like, I don't have any particular strong idea as to why, but do you have any thoughts, Matt? I, I, I'll be honest. I think it's, um, I think it's about money. I'll be honest. I think it's completely about money. You know, for those for those big players, you know, just pick an NBA player who's not in who's not playing um, at the moment in the World Cup in the FIBA World Cup. Just any any player. AD any, like Anthony Davis. Prime example. Anthony. I mean, he's a he's a you know he's a great example. Um, here he is, uh, you know, a multiple time All Star going into a potential kind of financially changing couple of years for himself. He's already had a few injury issues. He's looking at this. He's looking at Paul George. They, these guys all speak, and they're probably thinking, "Why would I jeopardize, um, you know, a gold medal, which doesn't really give me much? You know, as much as Melo and some of these other players can say we've won loads of medals, that's not bringing bank balance. That's not you're not going to get endorsements at the level that he's at for winning a FIBA gold medal. You know, the, the, there's a great risk there that you could get injured and jeopardize, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy million dollars." And if you look at players like, uh, I'm trying to think of other players who kind of really, really grinded themselves down in, you know, look at Boogie, for example. Okay, he's not on Team USA now, but he was previously has been. And he's, you know, I'm not saying fever caused him to have all these issues with his quad and all those things, but take it the rest where you can get it. Simply. Yeah. Put. It's a, like we've spoken about how fast paced this tournament is in terms of like the games just keep coming. So you're playing every other day. Um, like you, if you get to the final, well, actually, almost full stop. You're playing what, like three, six. You're playing at least seven games in just over a fortnight. Yeah. And when you already have an 82 game season in the NBA plus playoffs, where like AD and like the Lakers will be hoping to kind of get into and make like some significant headway into, you're looking at getting up to the point where you're playing like 100 odd games a year which really takes toll on your body no absolutely and i think it i think it really it, it turns people off simply put it turns people off yeah. so um yeah no we are we are i think i think it'll be an interesting time and i think for those players who do want to win it you know you think of Giannis or jokic for example two players with a lot of national pride who have come from outside of the well obviously outside of the u.s um, and I kind of already, well, not for Jokic, but Giannis is on that kind of big money scale already. He's hungry, but he's he's got a few years, he's a few years behind AD. So he's thinking, you know, fair enough. That's why not? Um, and also, like no one in America cares. Oh, okay. There yeah, might be a handful that, of people that, in America that, that care if like USA win the World Cup. Whereas actually for like Greece and Serbia and stuff like that, actually it's a much bigger deal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, my only other point was just about um, lack of coverage in the UK. Like, okay. I've not seen anybody writing anything about it other than like some stuff from like the guys at Double Clutch. Like they do some yeah. good stuff, but outside of that, like nothing in like BBC Sport and like the Guardian in any like sports pages. It's just and there's the only way to watch it is to sign up to um, like LiveBasketball.tv. 
Yeah. Um, and you reminded me of this actually that uh, you you often in the in the WhatsApp group are the first person to say, "Yo, like um, fund." You know, you always share articles about lack of funding for basketball. But, but remind me of how, where we are in the UK for funding for basketball. Where where are we ranked? So we, I mean, like per head, like so. If you look at the number of participants we have, like playing basketball regularly in the UK, like it's the second most played sport in the UK, um, mm. behind football. And yet it receives kind of half of the amount of funding per head that the vast majority of sports in this country receive. Most sports receive over two hundred pounds plus. That's um, whereas we receive basically nothing. Like so the um women's Eurobasket team, um, Team G B got to I think they made the semi finals, um, the women's Euros basket this year. The coaches had to pay for their own flights and volunteered to go. They're, they're that's, volunteers. That's crazy. Yeah, like that is where we're at in this country. Um, there's just like the money's not there for infrastructure. Um, like David Lammy has stood up in Parliament and said some stuff that I think has some merit to it. In that because of the demographics that play and are into basketball in this country, like people aren't jumping up and shouting that, oh, where's our money? Because it's primarily played like in the inner city, amongst young people who like either don't vote yet because they're not old enough and stuff, and it's just it's frustrating. Um, it's really frustrating. My only question is, would it obviously Team GB are nowhere near qualifying for this at the moment? In part because we can't afford to even pay the insurance for players like Lu Deng um, and OG Ananobi and stuff to ever play for us. But no. if we did qualify. Um, do you think somebody like the BBC would pick up the rights for it and that papers over here and stuff would cover it? No. Simply no. put. <laughs> no, I just don't think... I don't think we're... I think we're a good five years away from that. Yeah. To be honest. And it's just... It's so frustrating. I, um, I'll be honest. I, I'll, I'll give you a flip side of it. If... If we... If things pop, like if OG Ananobi, for example, would pop and become an all-star in say a year or two mm. uh, and get to kind of a Pascal Siakam sort of level yeah. maybe I think we need a hook and I guess he'd also have to like strongly embrace like the GB thing yeah because didn't he go to college over there and stuff as well yeah stuff? like he I mean he only lived here for like the first few years of his life like he's born here like he's got a British passport but he's not I mean like Lul Deng spent a lot more of his like um formative years here. Than yeah. Ojana know we did. Um so yeah, uh, I, I I think yeah, I think we're a long way. I think yeah. we're off. It, unfortunately, as much as I'd like to see it change, I just don't think it's gonna happen. And I'm trying to work out so which way round it is that is is the UK coverage of basketball poor because there isn't the interest in it? Or is the interest not there and not and not really being driven because of the lack of coverage. Like I don't, I don't really know which way around it is. It, you know what? It's funny you said that, yeah. Because I think people in this country are interested in basketball. Mm. However, I think there's also an element. If we look at music, for example, I think I would see us. If we look at hip, I, I'll make the comparison to hip hop. Mm. Bear with me. I'll, I'll explain where I'm going. So hip hop being like a 
although we've always had like UK versions of it, definitely was something that started off uh, in the States. No one's going to argue with that and kind of leaked over across the pond to us over time. Now, I kind of, UK hip hop was always, up until recently, has always feel, felt at least sort of five or six years behind the US in terms of, uh, you know, reach and, and and kind of global impact, even if you think of our biggest stars. And I say all that to say, I think now um, we are probably in like the early 90s, as it were. So like the, or maybe mid 90s. So like the odd UK hip hop act will, I don't know if I'm, I might be hashing this completely to pieces. No, what I'm trying to say, that I makes like sense. Five or six years away from there being something that, yeah. Yeah, like we haven't had like the basketball equivalent of like Dizzy Rascal or Tiny Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of like that first wave that then like paved the way for like now you look at kind of guys like Stormzy and stuff like that who are like blowing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Got little Sims going to America and smashing things up, and she's yeah. not the biggest star in the UK. Like no. so that. That's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah, but clearly there is there's the participation over here. Even if I mean in part it, the BBL is what the BBL is right now. Um, yeah. And that, like, there's not an attractive UK-based product to go and follow. Like, you go and watch the NBA. Like, that, if you're into basketball, you look at our group, right? We yeah. We watch the NBA, and then we might go and watch one or two BBL games a year. Maybe. The last yeah. time we went to one was for your birthday, right? No. For, whose birthday was it for? Come we on. went for... Um, Nick's birthday, and I went to a um, London City Royals playoff game. Right, there we go. And Nick's a guy, and that's what, two games, Nick's a guy in our WhatsApp group, and that was what, two games in a year? Yeah. Right, there we go. Prime example. Prime example. So, I mean, yeah. And we're like, I mean, I don't know, like, I, I don't bump into... Um, or come across many people that are like more into basketball than us. No, not many. Not many. Not in this country. So, yeah. So if you... we're not tuning in. No, it makes you think. Makes you think. Yeah. Um. Cool. So that's the FIBA roundup. I think we've co- covered a lot of the questions we we kind of put out there. I think we've had some yeah. really interesting comments. Um. From uh, actually, for those who don't know, make sure you follow us. Uh, at FNH podcast on all the socials uh, at Friday Night Hoops I believe on Twitter as well slightly different handle um, correct me if I'm wrong Nick. I think that's no, it's right. Friday Hoops LDN on Twitter um, and an FNH podcast across everything else yeah um, make sure you follow us we do put stories up every now and then as well and we will start to integrate those more and more into our podcast um, keep it locked we're going to have a roundup of our top 10 point guards in the NBA coming up next.